Welcome to Living a Sustainable Faith, and I'm Krista. It's Talkable Tuesday. This is where you will hear encouraging talks from the Word, and then have a hand-lettered printable created by myself for you to be able to print off to continue to be encouraged by God's Word throughout the week. It's my desire to encourage you to be in God's Word, because when you are, you will grow in your faith and your life will be full. Let's go ahead and get started. You and your soul are going to love it. Hello, ladies. Today's Talkable is entitled, Bethlehem, Everyone Wants to Go There. Over Thanksgiving, we had a pretty full house. We had about 12 um, relatives from my from my husband's side of the family due to the fact that my in-laws have recently, within the last few months, moved up to our rural town in North Idaho. And they live about 30 minutes from us and everybody wanted to come and see mom and dad for the holidays. My husband and I do not have a large house and my in-laws are in an apartment and their apartment isn't very big either. So we had people sleeping on the couches, sleeping in our spare bedrooms, and we even had um, a few in a hotel. And you know, it was a good time seeing family and spending some time with them. For Christmas, we're going to be able to just kind of be mellow and kind of slow down. And you know, being kind of an introverted type of personality, I'm really looking forward to this. Don't get me wrong, I love being around family and friends and all the busy, but I cherish the quiet times. And this Christmas will be just that, quiet, no place that we have to go, time to think, and just a little opportunity to rejuvenate the soul. Ladies, I hope that this Christmas is just what you need as well. You know, back at the time of Jesus' birth, Bethlehem was all about the busy. It seemed that everyone wanted to go there. Okay, well, I guess most of those who were visiting at the time had to go there. A nationwide census was taking place for the Jewish people under the Roman Emperor Caesar Augustus, and he is the person who made the decree for everybody to have to go back to their family's hometown for the census. Since Joseph was a descendant of King David, he needed to go back to Bethlehem. And Bethlehem was his hometown, you could say. And this is where he needed to register for the census. And, you know, due to the census, Bethlehem was overcrowded. And the house and the place that um, Mary and Joseph were going to stay, there was no room left. So they ended up having to stay in the stable. And as we know, that was also the time that Jesus was born. It seems that Bethlehem was overcrowded and full of much activity due to the census. You know, it's not known in history as being a huge booming town and being in the middle of all the activity. Typically, Bethlehem was a small town. In appearance, nothing much was said about Bethlehem or really known about Bethlehem that would make it a total destination point. But you know what? As I looked into Bethlehem, God used this small town for so many great events and for a great family heritage 
to have its origin. Here are some interesting facts that I found out about Bethlehem. Just right off, Bethlehem is located about six miles southwest of Jerusalem. And the Roman Empire originally had named this area Palestine. And so that's kind of where the area and the name Palestine came from. Jacob's wife in the Bible, Rachel, was buried in Bethlehem. Now, isn't that interesting? I did not know that. In Genesis 35, 16 and 18, it says, Then they journeyed from Bethel. When they were still some distance from Ephrath, Rachel went into labor, and she had hard labor. And when her labor was at its hardest, the midwife said to her, Do not fear, for you have another son. And as her soul was departing, for she was dying, she called his name Ben-Oni, but his father called him Benjamin. So Rachel died, and she was buried on the way to Ephrath, and that is the place of Bethlehem. Another interesting fact about Bethlehem is that David, whom we come to know as King David, was anointed king in Bethlehem. 1 Samuel 16.1 says, The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you grieve over Saul, since I have rejected him from being king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and go. I will send you to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided for myself a king among his sons. And if we keep reading in Samuel in chapter 16, we go on a few verses later. It says, Then Samuel said to Jesse, Are all your sons here? And he said, There, re- there remains yet the youngest, but behold, he is keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, Send and get him, for we will not sit down till he comes here. And he sent and brought him in. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is he. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the spirit of the Lord rushed upon David from that day forward. So in Bethlehem, Samuel was there and anointed David with oil to signify that David would one day be king. Another point about Bethlehem was that it was also known as the hometown of Ruth's father-in-law, Elimelech. And it is also where she met Boaz. Boaz could redeem Ruth into right standing in society as a woman who had lost her husband and had had no children, specifically no sons, to be able to keep her in good standings as far as society was concerned. And this story is told in the book of Ruth. And the location of this story is stated in the book of Ruth in chapter 1, verse 19. It says, so Naomi and Ruth traveled and Naomi, as you'll remember, is Ruth's mother-in-law. So Naomi and Ruth traveled until they came to Bethlehem, where they entered Bethlehem and the whole city was stirred because of them. And the women of of the city exclaimed, can this be Naomi? And the story continues in Ruth and unfolds how Ruth meets Boaz who is from Bethlehem, Boaz, because he was a relative, could redeem Ruth into right standing. And Naomi would also then be able to come into good standing in society if Boaz took Ruth to be his wife. And because Boaz could do this for Ruth, 
the Israelite nation called this type of person a kinsman redeemer. Boaz could redeem Ruth into right standing in society. As a little extra point, this story in Ruth mirrors how Jesus is our kinsman redeemer. In 2 Corinthians 6.18, it says, I will be a father to you and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. And this is referring to us who accept Jesus as our Savior. We now become sons and daughters of the of Lord Almighty. And in Colossians 1, 13 through 14 says, He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption and forgiveness of sins. So in summary, God is our Father and Jesus is our Redeemer. And being that we are sons and daughters of God, Jesus is our kinsman redeemer. How awesome is that? And this all centers around the town of Bethlehem. Another point about Bethlehem, Bethlehem in Hebrew means house of bread. Beth meaning house, lehem meaning of bread. A woman by the name of Jennifer Slattery wrote, on livesoutloud.com, an article that was posted on ibelieve.com. And she says this, bread held great importance in biblical times. It was a staple in the ancient diet and provided not only comfort, but nourishment necessary for survival. It was used in temple worship. Bread also came to symbolize God's provision and presence and played an important role in the Jewish Passover celebrations. And in John 6.35, it states, Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. And when Jesus said those words, they had a lot of meaning and deep meaning that the Jewish people would know because they know that Jesus was born in Bethlehem And Bethlehem means house of bread. And bread was a key component in the Hebrew nation. And so when Jesus says, I am the bread of life, that is a huge statement to the Hebrew people. And lastly, about Bethlehem, in Micah 5.2, it is prophesied saying, But you, Bethlehem Ephrath, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, Yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth are from old and from everlasting. So it is prophesied, and as we talked about, as I talked about earlier, that Jesus was born in Bethlehem, and he fulfilled the prophecy that was written in Micah chapter 5, verse 2. So God chose Bethlehem on purpose. He used the unexpected for exceptional purposes. He used the average to produce greatness. He used a common town to bring forth the one ruler. Your printable today says just this, Bethlehem, from you will come the one ruler. And this is my third design in my Color, Cut, and Create Coloring book, Journey to Jesus. And I want to encourage you to print it off and celebrate that Jesus came as a babe to be the one ruler. 
and eventually we know to be our savior. What a great reason to celebrate. You know, ladies, I'm sure that there are some of you having a hard time wanting to celebrate. You don't feel very joyful. I just want to tell a little story to encourage you. I have a sign that I found at our local dollar store this season. And the sign says joy in big letters. And then beneath it, in smaller letters, it says to the world. I have it hanging on my pantry door. So every time I go into my pantry to get ingredients, to get food, to get dog treats, I see the sign. And it says joy to the world. And you know, in my mind, when I see that phrase, my mind keeps going, saying that line in the well-known song, Joy to the World, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. What a reason to have joy. And just the other day, as I was going in my pantry, I noticed that my sign, the little hook on the J that curls up and it has an extra flourish on it, it was broken off. And you know, I was looking at that J and the J is just not as big, as pronounced, and as outstanding as it was before it got broken. And you know, I thought to myself, joy can look like this. My joy can look like this sometimes. And I bet your joy looks like this sometimes. Our joy gets dents and chips And sometimes even little pieces of our joy get broken off. And life has a tendency to do that to our joy, doesn't it, ladies? And as I continue to look at the sign, you know what I noticed? I could still tell that first letter that got broken off, it still looks like a J. The world can throw many obstacles in our lives to rob us of our joy. Our enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, doesn't he, ladies? But you know what? Jesus, the Word, came as a babe, just as the Lord declared it would happen, And Jesus is the one ruler who was born in Bethlehem. And so we can sing joy to the world. The Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room and heaven and nature sing. Joy to the world, the Savior reigns. Let men their song employ. No one can take that away. No one can take away the joy that comes from Jesus' birth, death, and resurrection. And you know what else, ladies? I'm going to repair that sign. And that joy, once again, will be big, pronounced, and outstanding. And in our lives, when we have Jesus as our Savior, He does just that. He repairs what is broken so that we can once again have joy that is big, pronounced, and outstanding. Ladies, I want to encourage you this season, don't let your joy get robbed. Let your joy abound. Jesus came to save you and to have life with him for eternity. Romans 15, 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that the power of the Holy Spirit may abound in hope. And the hope is what? It's in that Jesus, he came, he died, he rose again, and we will have life everlasting. Again, ladies, I want to encourage you, print off my printable. The link is in the description of my podcast, and the link is also at the bottom of my blog at livingasustainablefaith.com. 
And I also want to encourage you to join my email list. I would love to notify you when new posts and printables and podcasts have been created. And I would love to notify you when my color, cut, and create coloring book, Journey to Jesus, is ready to go this spring. I want to thank you ladies so much for allowing me to share these three designs with you over the last three weeks leading up to Christmas. I'm excited to be able to offer my coloring book in spring, but I hope more importantly that these three weeks, these three colorables have encouraged you that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and that the days are coming, declares the Lord. And we know that Bethlehem from you will come the one ruler. And that is why we celebrate is because the word has become flesh and the word, the prophecy in the word has come to be. And Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Ladies, I'm going to take a few weeks off to be with my family. And I want to wish you a very blessed and love filled Christmas. May you have a very Merry Christmas, ladies, and I will talk with you in the new year. I'm Krista with Living a Sustainable Faith.